Thanks for tuning in to the Tail Lights Podcast. I'm Eric Thormalen, and today I'm joined by retired athletic director, head football coach, educator, Mike Chaney. Uh, coach Chaney, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Eric. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. I did a podcast with your son, Kagan, the other day about the process of obtaining a CDL and being a, a, a new parent while teaching and coaching and balancing all that. It was a really good listen, probably a lot shorter than what we'll be here today, but uh, definitely recommend that to everybody. And uh, you, Miss Cheney, hats off to you. You raised a, a great young man. And as uh, someone that was his principal there in Menard, I can tell anyone out there that he ever goes to work for, you're getting a good one. <laughs> I appreciate that. We're, we're proud of him. And uh, I hadn't had a chance to listen to that podcast yet, but uh, with him and bus driving, I'm sure that's entertaining. Yeah, it, it definitely was. And it, it's such a, uh, it, it's such a daunting process at this point because they've added so much more mechanical aspects to it that I think a lot of people have been kind of scared off from it. And, you know, um, especially you're coming into a new place and you've got all these preps you've got to teach and sometimes a sport you've got a coach you've never even played before, uh, which wasn't the case for him. He's, you know, coached football, played football, you know, all, all of that. But my first job, the very first sport that I was coaching of the year was volleyball, and I sure didn't play that in high school. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens, and, and sometimes your focus isn't on the, you know, the which one's the transmission fluid, <laughs> you know, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> so, uh, but he's, he's pretty awesome, and so it was, it's, it was really good to work with him there for a year in Menard, but. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that, and, and I do feel for him. You know, just a just a quick side note there. When I uh, when I took my first head coach job in Whiteface, I had to go get my mm-hmm. CDL, and me and the business manager had to drive to Leveland to take it. And we walk into the DPS office, and uh, it's it's me and Delbert, and, and Delbert goes first, and he has to go out there and go through with the trooper through the uh, through the brake test, the brake inspection. And I'm watching because, you know, I'm a little nervous about this, too. I've never done that. And uh, they're out there about three minutes total. And they come back in, and I'm thinking, this is either good or bad. Well, they get back in there, it's bad. And all the trooper does is he looks at me, looks at Delbert, hands us both a book, says, I'll give you all about 30 minutes to study, and we'll do this one more time. But that's oh. it. <laughs> so we studied, and we did get through it. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough going yeah. for a while. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Coach, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and, and what your parents did. Well, I, uh, I grew up in Friona. I went to, I went to school uh, all 12 years there, uh, got out of there in 83. Uh, my dad is still, and always has been, he's an agriculture business. He's a uh, custom applicator. He, he sprays fields and, and different things like that out there with uh, pesticides, herbicides, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my mom has, uh, she's been a librarian for the school. She's been, uh, she's been a secretary. She's been a suits, uh, secretary. She'd retired, uh, oh, about 15, 20 years ago, but they still live, live in Friona. They're doing well. So that's, that's kind of what I've been. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so after graduation, I mean, anything notable from high school you want to mention? No, it's just, you know, just typical high school kid. Uh, you know, I, uh, I wound up going to McMurray College, and I played played ball there all four years. It took me five to get out, but I played for four of them. Uh, 
had chances to go to, you know, a few other places, but just wanted to get on the field, and it was a good fit on my visit there. So no regrets there. Had a blast. Got some good friends from there, and uh, that's that's kind of how I wound up where I'm at now. It was a blessing to get to go to McMurray. Enjoyed it. And Is that where blessing. you ended up graduating from as well? Yes, sir. I graduated from McMurray College. I think it's university now, and they're – they're Warhawks or something. I'm an Indian, though, so you know, I was back in the day when it was a McMurray Indian, so I'm still an Indian. Yes, sir. L- lots of changes uh, to various mascots around the professional and college setting over the years that have names related to Native Americans. So, right. Uh, did you meet Miss Cheney while you were in college? I did meet my wife when I was in college. Uh, I had a good friend of mine, that uh, a lady that uh, – was good friends with my wife. I think they went to school together and known each other, or actually their dads coached together. Uh, and I think I was fixing to graduate, I think. And just met her one afternoon. She'd been in there with Tracy, and Tracy introduced us. And uh, I chased her for a while, and, you know, she put me off for a while, and eventually she gave in. And I think it's been, I don't know, 26, 27 years. We're, we're still here, so. It's been a not good deal. Not bad. Not bad at all. Sometimes you just got to hang in there and it works out the way you want, huh? <laughs> well, you, you, you got you to gotta hope that you can find somebody that's going to eventually give up. And I, and I finally did. So it's been good. Well, uh, so, so then you do your student teaching at Abilene Cooper, correct? Yes, so I how did. How was that experience? It was, uh, it was really good. Did you do it in the fall or the Go spring? Ahead. No, it was in the spring, so actually it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, they stuck me in some health classes, which was I had a I had a great mentor there. Uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, learned a lot from her. And that's been over thirty years now, what so did, uh, I apologize what did you for that. Do? It was a great experience. It it was health. I was in a health class with this lady, and uh, you know she turned me loose after about a week and. Uh, and she was always in there, but she just she kind of gave me her lesson plans and kind of went over them with me. And this is how you do this. I mean, she prepped me really well. She did a great job, and uh, she she really she was a blessing. She helped me out a lot. But the the biggest thing about it was in the spring. It, uh, I was with gymnastics, so that was a sport I was I was assigned to. So that was pretty interesting. Was being in there with all those gymnast uh, mm-hmm. gymnasts. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I I uh, I tell kids a lot of the time that you can you can fail a lot of different subjects, but if you fail health, that could result in death. So <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a good thing. You fail yeah, health. That's I uh, <laughs> I never never have taught health, but um, I often joke that because I've had a lot of kids that take health and they're like ah, you know, they'll say this or that. The, the kids uh, where I, where I'm at these days, they they generally speaking like health. Uh, we've got a great health teacher over here, but I have heard that over the course of the years because a lot of the time, you know, it could be one of those books that discusses a lot of subjects that are way down the road for people, right? Oh, yes, yes. So, you know, and there's some uncomfortable subjects yeah. in there, but uh, you kind of you gloss over some of them, hit the other ones a little more. But, no, nah, it, was, it was a neat deal. So, like I said, I think it was Miss Armstrong. I okay. think that's what it was. She did. A, she did a great job. So, how does your first job come along, and where is that at? Well, uh, actually, uh, like I said, I, I played there at McMurray, and my first three years, uh, uh, 
Cliff Odenwald was the offensive line coach. And I was an offensive lineman. And then he eventually got promoted to be the head coach. Well, I, so after my fourth year, uh, he got uh, moved up and was a head coach. And I was a student assistant for him. And then he, in turn, was hired by Mr. Johnson and Garland to open up Naaman Forest. And I was just fortunate enough that uh, at student assisting with, with Cliff that he offered me a job right out of college to go with him to Garland. So that's kind of how I wound up in Garland. And that was an experience because it was uh, Naaman, when we opened it, opened up with uh, sixth through ninth graders. So uh, we didn't play on Friday nights. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot of junior high kids and trying to grow with the program. And that takes a lot of patience, which was, uh, at the time, very frustrating. But in retrospect, uh, kind of helped me out, yeah. you know, because it's uh, – everybody still to this day wants, a, you know, immediate satisfaction and results and this and that. But, you know, this was this was a long-range plan, and uh, it kind of worked out, and we did well. And and I I, I appreciate everything. Cliff, How long was it before you all were playing varsity football in that situation? We played, I think, when they were juniors, I think. I think it was the third year, I believe we did. We got moved into a district with uh, Terrell, Highland Park, and some of those people. It, oh, it was pretty yeah. rough. <laughs> I imagine. Uh, so you stay there four years, correct? Yes, I was okay, there for four and years. And you end up taking uh, your first head coaching job in Whiteface, uh, Texas. <laughs> yes, Yes, out, I by, did. out by Lubbock, correct? Yeah, it's west of Lubbock, about, uh, I think it's 45, 50 miles. Great, great distance if you're wanting to go skiing, huh? Well, you know, it's a, it's a great distance if, uh, if your wife has never been out of the Metroplex and you've been married a few months and you take her to West Texas. Yeah, it's a yeah, great distance. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good out there. <laughs> Uh, the, after about a year, she'd come home crying and just look at when we're going to move. <laughs> you know, it's pretty rough on her because, you know, the sand, you know, white faces out there in the sand, in the sand hills, basically, if you don't know much about it, it's, uh, there's nothing around there. The dirt blows, the sand blows. And, you know, about once a week, uh, we couldn't take the kids outside because of the sand in the spring. You know, it's pretty hard on the track workout when you're trying to do that, but you could not see you know, over about 100 yeah. meters. And then it's just, I mean, that's how hard the sand would blow. Uh, matter of fact, there was there was one year, me and my neighbor uh, lived next to me. Uh, we spent, after a sandstorm, dirt storm, and all this wind, I couldn't get out my back door to go to my backyard because it was filled with tumbleweeds. And I kid you not, tumbleweeds on a six-foot picket fence were as high as the fence, and came all the way up, filled up the whole backyard. I could not get out my back door. We spent an afternoon burning tumbleweeds one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. some of that. <laughs> you know, I, I, one of the, my worst experiences ever in coaching was at uh, was in Leveland, Texas, at a regional track meet. And the gusts of wind and the, the, the dirt in your eyes and just, I mean, I, I swear I was picking out pieces of dirt from my eyeballs for about three years after that meet. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, one year uh, we had the district track meet at Sudan. It, it's, uh, uh, they had all kinds of dudes that could go. But the wind got to blowing and the dirt got to blowing and we get, we get to the quarter 
and at the turn, as after at the two hundred pole, you couldn't see them. You couldn't see them till they got to about the two fifty, two sixty mark. You'd lost your quarter milers in the dirt. And, and then you, if you're sending one to state and they're they're in the program, they're about six seconds slower than everybody else's. You know, the other reason. Yes, that's exactly say, right. Oh, the white face <laughs> kid's slow, and then the the gun goes off, and they're not running. <laughs> Well, I'll be honest with you, it didn't, the wind had no effect on the white face kids. We was all slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but that was really a, a great, that, you know, it was very frustrating at first because, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I was still young and dumb, and I thought I was going to win this, win this, win that, win that. You know, that, that's just the way it was. I, I was that good. But, you know, that's where I learned the lesson that uh, – I, that's not what you're. That's not why we do yeah. what we do. That's not what I. Why, you know why I did right. what I did. Uh, when I got there that first year, I had 19 kids come out for two days, and I finished the season with 15 or 16. And by the time I left, I had every boy but two kids, but two boys in the program, and and we weren't very good, but I, but we were playing. We played hard. We were competitive. And that's where I learned what athletics is all about. Yeah. So uh, record wasn't very good, but uh, that was one of the best things that happened to me, especially early yeah. in my career. And I want to ask you more about that to expand on that. One thing I was going to ask, how, how was uh, how was the board and superintendent out there patience-wise, you know, with, with that kind of being, you know, in the four-year period, you guys go, is it, I believe, about 9 and 31 – you know, like yeah, it wasn't very. It wasn't very good. We, you know, that first year we won one game. We won yeah. the first one. We beat Chris, who was that. Would be, I mean, it had to look like a a bad junior high. Game. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, I had a like we started. Like I said, with with nineteen kids, finished with fifteen or sixteen. Uh, and we had Sudan and Plains in the district, and Sudan somewhere in there wins the state championship. Plains is uh, the district runner-up and plays them back in the quarters, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we, we couldn't yeah. do that uh, with the kids I had. But they were great kids. They played hard. We just weren't as athletic. You know, that, that was the year that Sudan had the, the seven kids that signed with right. me. You know, they, it was well, And Plains, too. You know, uh, I, I, in the past, I looked at Plains there for, for a little while, and I know they have over 200 kids now, and, and Whiteface has about 80, maybe 80. And so for people that don't know in those types of situations, I mean, imagine you're a 1,000-student school playing a 2,000-student school. It feels like that. <laughs> maybe even one. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's as long as you're going to get it. You know, it's, you're, uh, you're having a little bit of problem coming through there. It's, it's an uphill battle all the time. You know, we went to we went to Sudan one year. Uh, it was my, maybe my second year there. They put it to us pretty good, and and I think that it was after that game from then on that I I really figured out what was going on. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have all the answers, uh, and it was just. You know, I had a group of kids after that that worked really hard. They bought in. We did a good job, uh, my assistants did, of getting them to buy in. And, and we got better. But it was just always going to be an uphill battle because we were on the short end 
of the numbers. The thing that, you know, out there at Whiteface was uh, there's a girl's home mm-hmm. out there. So the numbers in Whiteface got pushed up, but, you know, half of the numbers was, or actually two-thirds of the numbers was all female. But, you know, the UIL wouldn't recognize that you're getting all these girls. Well, you wasn't getting any. I mean, they just went to school or they didn't play athletics outside of two or three. But uh, it, it really hurt the boys' side. You know, so actually, Whiteface would have probably been six man the whole time had it not been for the girls' ranch out there. Yeah. Hmm. So, when you when you say that you learned a lot, you know, from from being out there going nine and thirty one, and and you know, from that experience, what do you think was uh, besides you know learning kind of what athletics and and what this job is really about? Is there anything else you learned uh, that you'd like to add? Well. Uh, you just, you just got to have patience. And like I said, you know, athletics, you know, everybody wants to, you know, that, that's the problem with society today is, is, is everybody wants their kid to be a right. winner. You know, well, most of us are average. You know, if you think about average, you know, there's there's some that are better than others, some that are worse than others, some right in the middle. We're all yeah. average. We, you know, we were, we were a little below average. There's nothing wrong with that. But we just got people to understand that there's nothing wrong with being average. I mean, everybody wants to, you know, try to be above average. But, you know, that was a that was a hard pill for me to swallow because I always thought I was above average. You know what? I, you know, I'm, I'm just a blue-collar guy. I worked hard. I tried to do the best I could. I worked the kids every day. Uh, I gave them my best yeah. effort. You know, but uh, it, it is what it is. I don't regret anything. And those kids, they did. They worked hard. Uh, we worked the snot yeah. out of and, uh, and we couldn't quite get the average. So, but no, that was it was a great place. Uh, you know, it was very frustrating at first, but you know, it was one of the hardest play. Well, not one of the hardest. It was the hardest place for me to leave. Uh, I had a connection with those kids. Uh, the next year or two, I think they did. They did. I don't know if they won the district, but they did get in the playoffs, and that was a class of either freshmen or sophomores that I left but when we when I had them in junior high and that, and that freshman year they were they, they were outstanding you know so we, we had something going but it's you know it's it's it was yeah. a great place I, you know I have no regrets about going to life right but it was time to get Miss Cheney back to the Dallas area huh <laughs> well it was yeah she, she'd had enough of sand yeah. and tumbleweeds so we had to get her out of there yeah well, uh, so you, you end up going over um, to ERA, right? Am I saying that correctly? How yes, did that job yes, come sir. about? Well, it was, uh, you know, ERA was kind of a, you'd think somebody who had a 9 or 31 director is not going to get another job, but uh, just kind of fell in my lap. Uh, I knew I needed to get my wife out of West Texas. Uh, they'd been average, uh, and they had, they had some freaky kids when I got there. They were graduating a group that was uh, probably averaged about 6'3 or 6'4, about 240. They were huge. They, uh, on tape, how's this job even open? Uh, but, you know, I wound up getting that job, and, and that was that's that place uh, still to this day. Uh, that was a special place for me. It was uh, – here was a really good place. Had some good – Good people there, good kids there, great families. Uh, enjoyed that time too, and uh, 
and really I could see the end coming. We had, we had a group of, uh, you know, a couple of groups back to back that were pretty good and uh, went on a run there for a couple of years and didn't wish it would have lasted, but I could see it coming. They've struggled since then. Not that nobody's done a, you know, hadn't done a good job. They just hadn't had the kids. They're kind of getting in that white face mm-hmm. right now. Just uh, not enough kids to compete with the people they're trying to play against. And uh, but no, at the time I was there, I had I had some dudes, and it, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, did you guys have uh, Kagan before you moved there or after? Kagan was born uh, right before we moved to. Well, actually, he was born. Yeah, right before we moved okay. here. Gotcha. Did that impact your decision to want to move off as well, back close? Well, no, not really. No, no. You know, keeping my marriage together was probably yeah. impacted my decision because yeah, it wouldn't last much longer if I stayed yeah. out there. <laughs> so, Ira, uh, so, you know, with with they they've never won a playoff game when you get there. They've tied a playoff. Guess seventy seven based on an interview I had with Mike Williamson before, where um, they tied a playoff game. They flipped a coin and lost the coin flip, and so didn't advance one year. I believe when he was in Pearsall or, or one of those places. But um, you guys really haven't officially won a playoff game. And during your time there in nineteen ninety eight, y'all are going to win a big uh, a by district game. I'm sorry, an area game, and you're going to win it big, right? Well, I mean, it was it was kind of a it was it was kind of a growing up process. When I get there, they got a freshman class that's really pretty good. It's one of the it's one of the top two or three classes I've been associated. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we kind of I think I, I don't remember that first year we were I don't know four six five and five something like that. But they're having to play. Uh, but the, the thing was was just even with that. The community was so excited. The kids were held accountable. They were excited. It was just a, it was a great time to be there. And then we kind of build those kids along. And, and don't get me wrong, I have I have some kids that could play. Uh, we had we were good up front. We had great running backs. We had good great quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, we had kids that could yeah. play. And we're trotting along there, and I think when they were. A good group. I think they were juniors, and we. Well, I mean, we we went. We're in there, and the district was Celeste, and uh, we catch them at home for the district championship. And it, it had rained all week, and uh, I've got uh, Bradley Stevens as quarterback. And he he breaks a quarterback keeper for about six, and it gets called back, and that's when they had. Uh, I like. I can't even think of their names. Uh, the younger brother played uh, played for the Cowboys for a while, but there were three of them. One was a defensive end. One was a heck of a running back. And then the, the little freshman kid at the time wound up playing for the Cowboys for a while. But anyway, uh, they were, that got called back, and it was I think we got beat, touched now. But we had them at home, had them on the ropes, had a chance to win. That gets called back. We lose. So we, the whole point of the story is we catch uh, Tenahaw and uh, Chavis, Chavis for Collister, who <laughs> was a freak at the time. I mean, he could throw the football 70 yards down the field. You couldn't catch him. It was that yeah. quick. And he was like a bowling ball trying to tackle. But they, and they beat us, I don't know, 
four touchdowns probably. I mean, we, we didn't play bad. We just couldn't tackle yeah. him. But I think that was her junior year. And then uh, we went into next year. Uh, don't catch them till I it, it was either the quarters or the round before. It was the third or fourth round. I don't remember what we got. But uh, we had a buy in there somewhere. But uh, we were – they were ranked number one. We were three or four. I mean, it was a great game for a while, but it just came down to the fact that up front we were so good all year, but we'd never faced anybody that was just as good or better than us. And then uh, our skill kids matched up with them except for Chavez, and then they had a move in from a town nearby them that was a tailback that was as good as our tailback. It just you know, it just kind of got away from us there in the second half. We just uh, up front we couldn't match up with. It was, it was a, it was a right. good time. And, and at that level, you know, sometimes there are, there are just athletes that, you know, can be real, real game changers, real separation. One kid is all it takes. And he was one of them. Yeah, it's just yeah, one I kid. I think when we get to your time at IRN and we talk about uh, the state championship game, we'll probably end up running into one of those kind of athletes. Well, yeah. One kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in, in, uh, I missed this question in Whiteface. Whiteface or Era, any good restaurants that if people are going there on a Friday night, they, they ought to stop in and eat at? Well, you know, you go to those two towns, you need to keep going because it's going to be a convenience store you're going to eat at. I mean, that's how small they are. Yeah, you've got to go to the next town gotcha. and find a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those things that, you know, is, is good to know for people if they're headed there. Stop before you get there. Yeah, I hadn't been to either one yeah. of them in a while, but in my time there, there yeah, there wasn't yeah, a place to eat. Right. That's that's one of the things I like so much there about Menard, and and I, I don't know if y'all have gone over there and eaten uh, with with Kagan and Amanda, but the Lazy Ladle is is such a good restaurant for a small town like. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, I've been there, and it, it's amazing that you know a place like Menard has something like it. It really Lake. is because I, I, being in those small towns like that, you just wouldn't expect that kind of a restaurant right there in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, right? It's pretty uncommon, but it's very uncommon. <laughs> you know, uh, and I think as I, I mentioned before to you that you guys are going to win 65% of your games there, have a 650 winning percentage while you're there in ERA. And they've got about a program uh, historically winning percentage of about 480. So about 48% there. The, uh, and you mentioned, you know, you had a lot of really good athletes there, a great group that was coming through. And, and so, uh, you know, you attribute a lot of the credit to them, but uh, also, you know, with the first real, you know, actual, playoff win without a coin toss uh going to the third round there because you do have the by district by and then you win in the area and then you go on to regionals there against uh Tenaha. you know it's it's pretty good times for for era texas uh is there anything special that occurs during that time you know maybe by the community do they do anything special for your players or how's that how is that no pun intended how's that era received well, you know, it was uh, the, the thing that I remember most about that run was uh, we had Celeste in the district, and we also had Detroit. And Detroit at the time was uh, was very good. I mean, they had some kids that could play, and uh, uh, I think they'd come to our place the year before. I don't remember if we won or lost. It was, whatever it was, it was a close game. 
But anyway, we were real concerned about going to Detroit because it was two and a half, three hours away. So we had this plan. We, you know, we're on a yellow dog. and We're going to stop, I guess, in Sherman, get the kids off, feed them a little bit, go through some stretching, a little loosening up, and then drive on into Detroit and do our normal thing. We just didn't want them sitting on the bus for three hours. Well, anyway, the parents had chartered a bus. And uh, that's that's the biggest thing I remember about that night. You know, our kids, they get there and they take care of business. It's really not even close. Uh, but like I said, it was that's just a tribute to that group of kids. They uh, they enjoyed playing. They were really close. And, uh, you know, that's the thing I remember most about them. They worked really hard. And uh, they took care of each other. It, it was a neat deal. So you uh, – the year 2000 comes along and you guys look at uh... – Bowie, Texas. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Yeah, we went to Bowie. Uh, you know, there uh, the biggest thing. My last year after that group graduates from uh, era, we're we're still pretty good. I got a I got a good group there yeah. still. Uh, there's not many of us, but they're they're pretty good. But anyway, uh, my wife and I we wind up having twins during mm-hmm. football season. So, uh, you know, that, that was a little rough in that uh, my wife is in a hospital uh, for a month before they're born, and they're preemies, and so they're in a hospital a month after they're born, and this is all during football season. They were born in September, so, uh, you know, I get a call from my wife. She goes for a checkup, and, yeah, they're taking me by ambulance to Baylor Hospital in Dallas, so. They're there for four weeks. I've got a four-year-old, three-year-old. I don't remember how old Kagan was at the time. He was yeah. three or four. And so it's me and him in football season. So, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild wow. then. But, uh, yeah, we wound up having twins. And then we did. We moved to Bowie. And so that, when that whole deal is going on that September, that's your first football season in Bowie? No, that was – I was last still in the year at the time okay. when the twins that's were born. Good. Yes, it was my last season in the year. Wow. Okay. Um, I can I can only imagine. I think that's a lot better than it having been your your first season in a new place, right? Because uh, especially if you come in and you know, depending on what the expectations of the community are, I can't imagine having that going on in your personal life if you're not you know familiar with the people around you a little bit. Well, yeah, it was you know, it was uh, it was a situation I saw what was coming in here. I knew I had that group that I left with. And then they were going to struggle for a while. And I could see, you know, you can't ever tell what, you know, the little ones are going to turn out to be. But it was going to be several years before they were going to be really competitive. Mm-hmm. And just uh, we'd had a little success, and I thought I'd try to see if I could move on and, and keep it going. And nothing against anything I did there with the people or those people there. There's some good people there, but it was probably not the best decision that I've made. It was not a good fit for me, and I knew that after about – really, after about a month I'd been there, I knew that I'd probably made a mistake. Uh, you get, I mean, it, it, I didn't do a good job of managing mm-hmm. some things, but, uh, I mean, it's, you know, infighting with the coaches. And, and Did you – You know, it was a bigger job. There's more coaches. Everybody, you know, wanting their program to be uh, – to take precedent over everybody else. You know, we just didn't share very well. Everybody, you know, wanted their kids when they wanted them. We, I mean, and I didn't do a very good job there. What? But, uh, yeah, I, I do kind of 
progress some things. So what classification were they at that time? We were 3A at that time, which would be 4A now. And with Graham, Vernon, Louie, uh, Iowa Park. I mean, we had – I mean, it was good. It was an uphill battle anyway, you know. But when you're split like we were split as far as sharing kids, it, it, you're not going to win. Well, yeah, because you get to that 3A level, which, of course, now is the 4A level. And it's kind of a surprise to a lot of people that have been at the uh, – and again, I'm just going to use the old, old, uh, you know, numbers like 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, right? What we are at the time in that, in that uh, time period. But you, you have a lot of coaches that will go from that 1A, 2A level at that time up to the 3A level. And there's so many more activities. And as you mentioned, just people pulling kids different ways as you try to, you know, meet the needs of those different activities that a lot of the time – it can be hard to have success in, in that 3A level. Well, you know, and part of my fault was I want to be around the kids. I want to work the kids. I want to be involved. I'm a worker. I, I, don't, I'm, I don't do very good point mm-hmm. direct. And when you've got 20 coaches, you have to point direct. You can't do it all. And a lot of the organizations, but that's all. I didn't do a very good job of that. And uh, I kind of figured some of that stuff out as I went. And I figured out also the good thing about it is that size of school is not where I wanted my kids. I wanted my own kids to be able to do whatever they wanted. I didn't want them pulled uh, towards different directions where they did one thing, two things, whatever. I wanted them to be able to choose what they wanted to do and then go be as good as they could in those things. Right. Yeah. No, no question about it. And, and that's another one of those big differences, you know, 1A, 2A, a lot of the time you get the opportunity to do all that stuff, but you get up to that, you know, 3A, 4A, 5A uh, level. And there's a lot of pressure in most places to specialize in order to be successful as coaches and, and, you know, sponsors and things want their programs to be. Right. You know, and we had, I mean, the baseball was good there. Softball was good there. Uh, they're known for their basketball. Uh, and, you know, there was too much infighting between, uh, like, girls basketball, softball. Uh, the basketball coach wanted his kids all the time. Well, you know, I had a problem with, you know, when they cross over, you know, I can't just let them not right. work out, you know. But that's kind of what it was. You know, like I said, I, you know, I take responsibility for that. That's on me. I didn't do a very good job. It was, uh, it was not – in my wheelhouse, like I said, uh, I didn't do a good job of uh, pointing directing, which you have to do there. I mean, you've, you've got to do it that way. You can't just handle everything. Yeah. Can't do it all on your own, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I was. If you find yourself enjoying the Taillights podcast, do me a big favor. Go on to Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars. I really appreciate it. You're going to spend two total seasons there, and you guys will go five and 15 and, you know, just some important things for our listeners to know uh, about that program. It's been a long time, you know, uh, since the last time they won 10 games is 1976. And, uh, I mean, it, you know, it hadn't had a whole lot of success out of that program as it is. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned some things that kind of, I guess, 
where you would say that this is why we didn't have as much success maybe as we should have had in football. You have so many more things that are pulling on you than, than you do when you're in a place like Era. <laughs> well, you know, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, you know, this is going to say, you know, pay for called BS on this. But uh, that second year there, we start out, we're not bad. We're decent. Uh, we win a few games, and I'll be honest with you, I lost one kid. I had a tight end that went down like the fourth game, and it changed the whole complexion of everything we did. He was a tight end defensive end, and it just it it killed us. And you thinking, you know, a tight end defensive, you know, defensive end, you might suffer some. Surely you replace a tight end. Oh no, he was that vital in what we were doing in play action game. We ran the eye, had a uh, had a pretty good tailback, had a great fullback, good quarterback. Uh, we were, you know, average, a little above average up front, uh, average outside. But, I mean, we, we with the play-action game, we were hurting people. And he tears his ACL, and it, it just it just really it devastated us, the tight end. And uh, he was a great kid. Brent Fee was a great kid, and, uh, and it just devastated us. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's sometimes too, you know, you've got a kid that's just a leader for you out there on the field that gets the team going and you've got a, a defensive end there in the situation you just described. And if you lose, uh, you know, those leaders can be at any position, getting guys to pay attention that need to pay attention or, you know, buy into what they want to, you know, what you're trying to do and everything. And so, you know, sometimes uh, – it's, it's not so much the position, you know, as it is the player, right? Right. That, that, exactly right. You get a kid like that, that uh, you get everything he's got every yeah. time. And uh, he's just an upstanding kid, a great young man. And but like I said, he's, he's a pretty good football player yeah. too. And uh, it just, it just, it did. It just, it killed us. I couldn't replace him. Uh, and we were still, I mean, we, we played the snot out of people. But we were, you know, we're we're 3A, and basically we just don't have the numbers everybody right. else does. I mean, it was, I mean it was, and that was a good year. It was a, it was a fun year. It was a frustrating year. But, uh, you know, it, it, my management skills at that time at that level were not where they needed to be with that many coaches. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a fair thing to say. I'm, I'm sure you're not the only uh, person to ever make that you know, that kind of a realization because it is a new challenge. Oh, it's a challenge. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you go uh, to Alvord from there from uh, 02 to 08 and spend seven seasons there. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How does, how does that process uh, come about? <laughs> you know, I could see the writing on the wall at Bowie. I wasn't happy. I didn't need to be there. It wasn't going to be fair to the kids for me to be there another yeah. year. Uh, this job, I didn't know anything about it. I'll be honest with you that my second year, my second season in Bowie, the superintendent uh, calls me during football season. And uh, my wife was, was teaching over at Alvord, which is 15 miles from Bowie. So I'm, I'm the head coach at Bowie. She's teaching at Alvord. And Mr. John calls me uh, middle of football season when I'm in Bowie. And uh, wants to know if I'm going to have any interest in coming to Alvord. 
that they're going to make a change. And I said, Mr. Strauss, I, I probably will, but I, I can't do this right now. I said, if, if, I probably will, but if you can wait till the end of the season, I, I'll come talk to you about it. And so he said, yes, sir, and we went on. And it, I went and he called me after the season. I went and met with him, and, and that's what we did, and it, it worked out well for us. It was a great place. Uh, enjoyed my time there. I, I still own a house there. But no, it was it was good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Nice. Uh, any uh, anything notable you'd like to say? I mean, you're going to win a lot of games there. It's a, another place you're going to win sixty percent almost of the games you're the coach uh, of in a place that has a historical overall winning percentage of about forty one percent. So that's a that's a huge jump. It was good years in in Alvord. So, well, I mean, we got there and they. They they hadn't been very good. They uh, I think they'd been 0-10 the, the two previous years and won two games before that. Uh, they go to 2A. Uh, we went we go five and five I think, uh, which is average. Uh, but I mean I I can remember that that my first year there the first game we go to Collinsville, and I remember the cheerleader sponsor telling me that I've got a room of I've got a closet full of footballs. And she said, you're going to have to do something because even last year we got to where the cheerleaders were throwing them when we got first downs, you know. So I kind of yeah. chuckled at that. And <laughs> I'll be honest with you, we're out there at practice and, and we even just – I mean, I, I was an eye guy at the time. And we're in practice and we're trying to line up an eye at first year and two days and run a toss sweep and – I mean, it's it's like it's like fourth grade flag football. I mean, it was it was terrible on both sides. And I'm bringing I brought a couple of guys with me that are great friends now, still to this day. Uh, it was do ever. I met it. I was with him last night. Uh, I can just remember I looked over at him. We go to we're scrimmaging Munster, first scrimmage there, and it's at home. And he's got his hand on his forehead, and he's just. What on earth is going Because we were terrible. <laughs> we weren't very good at all. It was bad. And uh, we finally, we kind of get them in line and we teach them some things. And it gets to where they can play some football. I mean, Alvord's got some hard-nosed kids. Uh, they've, got, they've got some good kids. Uh, and we just, we had a great time there. Uh, like I said, we kind of built it up a little bit. Uh, got on some runs. Uh, had some average years, but at the time, average was pretty good for what they'd been used to. Uh, kind of got the basketball team in the playoffs a few times. Was, I had some good coaches there that I'd hired. Uh, track was was really important. Uh, had some run. Had some kids get the state track meet. I mean, we had a good time there. That was a good run. I, didn't they win a state championship in cross country at one point? Yeah, they did. Had they've had several yeah. of those. Yeah, they've. Uh, yeah, cross country was pretty big, and they did a good job. Yeah, that's. I, it seemed like you know, in in my time of uh, you know different trips to the state meet over the years, that they've been up there in the mix quite a bit. So that that's kind of what stuck out to me about the place personally. Probably not to most of our listeners. Yeah, that's kind of what they hung their hat on, and that's what kind of what they've been known for. Uh, the girls cross country side 
And like I said, football had been down. And like I said, they got some hard-nosed kids. They, they, they can be competitive all the time. They get after it pretty good. So, uh, you guys, you know, you, you guys make two playoff appearances there and lose one of the times, correct, by a point? It- <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you know, we, we've been in the district several years with Winthorst, and then, you know, we get in the playoffs, we always play Gulfweight. So, yeah, it was uh, – we, yeah, we've kind of built a rivalry with those two while we're there. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Because uh, the next year y'all are going to – is it the next year or the next that y'all beat Gulfweight in the playoffs? Now, we, we played them okay. two years in a row. Uh, the first year we play them, I think, at Tarleton. And uh, it's a great game. And uh, they wind up beating us by a point. And then the, the next year, they're 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 number one in the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wound up, we go to Winthorpe's play for this championship. And they're loaded. They're great. And, you know, really, we're pretty good. And uh, what was it? I think we're – we're up seven to six in Winthorpe uh, in the fourth quarter, and they get the ball back with early in the fourth quarter, I think. And uh, Coach Green gets to just running; he gets some double tight wishbone and starts running base stuff. And we had gone to a three-three stack because that's the kind of kids we had. We had kids that could run, and we were undersized. But they just got to, you know, they put everybody in there and they're getting, you know, I don't know, three and four yards at a time. And they converted three or four fourth downs and they score with about two minutes left to take the lead. And uh, I think we drive about midfield, maybe get on the other side, throw an interception. We wind up getting beat. And that was big because Bill and I talked about that. Neither one of us wanted to play go flake, and the loser was going to play go flake. <laughs> so we lost. So we we played Gulfweight and uh, said they're number one, and we wind up we wind up beating. It was a heck of a game. It was a great game. It was a lot of fun. G- going back to the going back to the year that y'all lost to them. Uh, when you lose a, a a game like that, you know, twenty to nineteen, a close close battle. Does that does that bother you for any extended period of time? Do you think about it a lot? Do you let it go pretty quickly? How does it, how does a, how did a loss stick or not stick with you? And, and what did you do to decompress from one of those? Well, you know, we, we'd gone for two, if I remember right, somewhere in there. And I don't know if it was at the end or somewhere in there. We, we chased mm-hmm. the points. And, uh, and, and like I said, to do, right now, I don't remember if it was at the end to tie it up which it may have been, uh, but either way, whether it was at the end of tied up or if we were chasing, I regret the call I made. Uh, I called a picker out, I think, over to the left side, and that wasn't our strong suit. That's not who we were. To me, that was a poor call. Uh, like I said, it had been back and forth. Uh, anything else was going to be 50-50 probably, but I do regret that hmm. call. Yeah, that's it's one of those though. If you make it, boy, it's a great call, isn't it? <laughs> well, that, that you know that's true, but uh, you know it, it is what it is. You know, uh, it was a, it was a great experience. The kids played hard. Uh, I don't think there was. I, I think they felt good about their effort. I was ecstatic about their effort. It was just a good football game, and we came out. You know, we didn't come out where we wanted to, but it was 
it was a great game. But that next year, you know, as you were just talking about, y'all do come out uh, on the positive end of it. And so that's got to be really exciting. It was, you know, and that we, I mean, that's, that's the thing about trying to build a program is you have to win a game you're not supposed mm-hmm. to. Rule number one, if you want to turn something around, you got to win a game you're not supposed to. Okay. Rule number two is you have to be able to handle it. And I don't think we handled it. We did. We upset Ghostweight. They were number one. We weren't even ranked. Uh, we had some good kids. We did some good things. Uh, but then we played Lindsey, who does a – they do a great job. They take the ball. They they elect to receive. They take it. And they stuff it down our throat. I do remember that. And they score. And it may have been – it may have been 7-0 going in half. I don't remember. But we didn't handle – adversity very well. I think we were still riding off of what we'd done the week mm. before. And we were a better team than that. To be honest with you, we probably should have come around and played Bill again at Windows quarters. It's probably what should have happened looking at the bracket. Yeah. You know, and I, I do there's you know I don't know I don't know what else to do different. But that that is a regret there at Alboard. We that group was was good enough to get back to play Windows. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of those things. It just kind of comes with it, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> well, you know, you're you're coaching kids. You never know right. what's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. So then you you know you spend uh, again those full seven years there in in Alvord, and then you're going to make. I mean, unless you have anything else you'd like to add about your time there, we'll. Uh, no, I really I really enjoyed my time there. There's some good people there. Uh, it was, it was yeah. a good time. Uh, so you guys make a move to Ariane and <laughs> Yeah, we went, we went back to West Texas. We're going to test the marriage yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been the, – probably the second, second windiest track meet I've ever been to was there at Ariane. Uh, <laughs> well, they, we will run track in Ariane. But, no, it was, uh, it was a chance I had to go. I needed – you know, my – Kagan was six to be a freshman. The twins, I think, were, I don't know, third or fourth graders. But it was a chance that I had to spend more time with my kids, uh, less time at the office. And uh, going to the oil field, they paid a little more. It, it helped me make that transition. And I can't say enough good things about Ironman, yeah. Texas. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a neat place. I mean – I've been over there for a few activities and, and most people around the state for as small as it is, most people still know at least, you know, a little bit about them because they've, they've had solid programs for decades. So. Well, they, yeah, they, they do, they do take their football and their track serious. Yeah. So there's a little, there's a little pressure there, but no, they do. They can, they can play and they are some hard nosed kids. Yeah. So, um, your your time out there. I mean, any highlights you'd like to hit on? Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I guess I was there nine years. Mm-hmm. My first two years were, were probably two of the most talented classes I've ever yeah. been around. They were it was they were it was unbelievable. Especially my first year, one of the most talented classes I've ever been around. And I mean, they—we were always competitive. 
uh, I mean, we were always good. And that's, that's the way it was. I mean, so there was a lot of years out there that nobody else in our level at West Texas could play. But we could play every year. I mean, it was it was kind of a weird deal. But it, it's a very neat place. Uh, it's, it, it's not actually, to me, it's not actually West Texas when you sit down in the valleys of those those little right. mountains. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a neat place. When you first went out there, did you go to work for uh, Coach Fellows? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, Coach Fellows gotcha. hired me. Okay. What's it like, um, you know, because he's there for about five or so seasons, and then, you know, you worked for Coach Kiroff there for, you know, about six seasons, I guess, or so. I guess – so you probably came in with – I guess, I, yeah, I think I worked for Coach Fellows for, I don't know, two or three, and worked for Mark for – the rest of them, I think it was six years of working more, working an hour together, I think. Right. Uh, what is it like, um, you know, you, was there any part of you that thought after Coach Fellows left, or did you think about going on somewhere else as well? Well, you know, when I first got there, you know, I did. I I, I thought that's what I wanted to do was, was get away from it. You know, and I was good with that first year, then there was a couple of jobs that were close to there that, you know, hey, this might not be bad. And, you know, I think I'd like to do this. Maybe I can still make this work. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, you know, it all worked out. It was uh, – I love Iron. You know, I, I'm, I'm – to this day, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, I'm appreciative of, of John for – I mean, what he did for me, and, and you know, Mark and I—I I, I love Mark to yeah. death. We had a great time, uh, you know. And I—I I got to, I got to hang out with my kids more, uh, and that—that that was a big deal for me. You know, the favorite thing, the thing I miss the most since I've retired, is is watching my own yeah. kids. You know, I don't get to do that anymore. But that was—I—I uh, I can't express enough how much I enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. And and as much time as that job takes up, I mean, and especially if you had still been in a place the size of Bowie with all those different activities you've got to go to and be the administrator on duty at and those types of things. I mean, it, it's a big blessing, I think, for, for you, I would, I would assume, to be in a place like Iran where you've got such great opportunities for your kids and you have way less responsibilities than you would have had had you been, you know, somewhere like in a 3A, a 4A type school. Uh, with all those extra duties beyond the heavy expectations of being the head football coach. Well, you know, it, it, it worked out exactly like I wanted it to. You know, I'd had my time. I, you know, my wife, bless her heart, I got to do everything I wanted to do. You know, and and she followed. And but you know, when it, when the kids started getting there, what I wanted to do was give them the opportunities that I had, which was to do whatever they wanted. And Iran afforded, you know, and there's some things, you know, we got frustrated with, but you know, when you think about it, you know, Kagan, my oldest son, he's, uh, he was an all state football player. You know, he, he, he got to play at Texas Lutheran for a little bit. But you know, when you think about it, he, you know, he's 5'10, you know, he doesn't fit the, the measurements, but he was a heck of a small school yeah. football player. And then I've got twins, Camden and Corby. You know, Cam got to play. He, he's a starting safety at AT&T in the state championship. Right. 
he ran the state track, made his same year in 300 hurdles. Uh, Corby was, uh, she ran the state track meet two years in a row, her freshman and sophomore year. And then there's two years in a row, she's the district MVP in basketball. You know, so they got to excel and do what they wanted. Yeah. You know, and that's all I wanted. You know, I wanted my kids to have a chance to be successful and to do whatever they want to do. And I am so thankful that Irene uh, afforded them that option. In between uh, Coach Fellows and Coach Kiroff, did you apply, you know, for the opening and consider the head coaching job? I'll be honest with you. I, the, in the time that I was in Irene, I was offered the head coach the head coaching job mm-hmm. two times. And that, that was yeah. one of them. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I thought seriously about it, but it was, for personal reasons, not going to be a good fit. It was uh, – it needed to be somebody other okay. than me. gotcha. Yeah, and I just wondered because, you know, sometimes when you do uh, either you apply for a job or – it's being offered to you like that in between two ADs. The new person that comes in sometimes can be a little bit concerned, you know, with someone that's on the staff. You know what I'm talking about? Where I'm going with that? Well, you know, and actually, you know, to answer your question, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I don't. The first time uh, before Mark was hired, I don't remember if I applied for it or not. I know there was discussion. Uh, there were several on staff that wanted it, and I, I knew that I, I had told them that I wanted more time to think about it, but I, I know that I was, I was going to be heavily favored if I'd wanted a job, and I just, it wasn't a good time for me to do that. I mean, I, there's, there's some, some things that it, it didn't need to happen for me. Then. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But, no, when Mark comes in, I'll be honest with you, I understand what you're talking about. Mark, the first thing Mark asked me is, what do you want out of this program? And I'll be honest with you, the thing I told him, I just want to win. You know, that's the only thing I want to do. I want to win. I'll do whatever. I just want to win. You know, I don't I don't care if my name's on anything. Uh, I don't care what I have to do. I want to win. I want my kids to have success. Right. Yeah, because you see a lot of people that will come in. And, you know, Coach Coach Kiroff had had big success at Falls City coming in there and everything. And so they went out and got someone great. And, you know, for for a lot of people that come in that have that kind of a success rate behind them, in West Texas especially, you can come into a lot of places and kind of dictate that you're going to bring this many coaches. And, you know, you can uh, – you know, reserve U-Hauls for a lot of people that are there. <laughs> That's true. But I'll be – Mark, you know, Mark was awesome, and he still is. I love him to death. He's a great yeah. friend of mine. Uh, I just I, – I, just the way he did things was a blessing. He was hard-nosed. You know, and the things that I miss to this day about retirement are things that we did with him the way he structured some things. You know, I miss the kids. You know, I miss being around the kids. But some of the things he did, those are the things that I miss. Yeah, you know, uh, 
I had a coach I worked for out in Ozona, and I did cross country out there. And there was a guy Ray Brown that was there, and and yes, I, <laughs> I hated trying to defend him. He that wing tee with Ray Brown is a mystery. Coach Cheney, that guy was – he was the hardest working – I mean, he was there. I, I had practice at 6 a.m., so I was always the earliest person there. But he was there way before everybody else, and he was there way after everybody else. And he was – the only person I, – I, I would see that myself because I got there so early, but I wasn't there later on like he was, you know, all into the evening as well. He was such a hard worker and did such an awesome job out there and, I, you know, I just thoroughly enjoyed the two years that I spent working for him, just the way he did things, the way he managed the organization. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. no doubt. I, you know, <laughs> that was uh, – I hated trying to defend him. That was uh, ridiculous. Yeah. He's, he's hands down the best wing tee guy I've ever faced. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so I think I, I kind of get what you're saying about, you know, just enjoying working with someone the way they do things, you know, is, is uh, but yes. he, I'm sure he'll take that as a real compliment, you know, knowing that, that you didn't enjoy defending. <laughs> Not at all. No, no, I thought he was, I thought he was really, really good. And, uh, I, you know, I, I know he's not there now and I don't know what happened, but, uh, yeah, I was almost screwed up. <laughs> they should have kept him. Should have found a way to keep him. I mean, that's yeah. No, what he did, what he could do, his schemes. No, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, and and that's the deal too. You know, and I when I first started talking to Kagan about wanting to try to interview you on here, one of the things I said, you know, to Kagan was, you can look at uh, some of these stops you were at and you can see the rate of success that you had and some of the moments that occur, you know, in places like Ira and Albert, uh, Alvord, sorry. And, and, you know, coach Brown had kind of a career like that as well. Didn't get like one of those jobs that, uh, where there's, you know, a constant rate of, or a consistent maybe rate of success year after year at those places. He just went into a few places and really did well at those. And, you know, sometimes uh, getting getting the right job uh, or getting the opportunity to really build a, a tremendous program is is the most difficult aspect of this line of work, is it not? Oh, it is. I mean, you you've got to really you got today's time. You have to fall into the right situation, yeah. and it's hard to tell what the right situation is going to be. Uh, you know, it's. The most frustrating thing to me, uh, why I'm getting, why I got out, was, I mean, parents, you know, everybody wants to say kids have changed. Kids hadn't changed. Kids are the same. Kids have been the same for a thousand right. years. They're going to do what you ask them to do, especially the parents. But the parents are the ones that have gone easy on the kids. They, you know, like like I we talked about earlier in this thing. You know, average isn't good enough, which, you know, average is most of us, you know, but everybody wants to be labeled now and, you know, and this and that. And, and kids, for the most part, aren't being held accountable. And that's, it, it, that's not the kid's fault. That's the parent's fault. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, um, 
in an interview I did the other day, the other night with uh, retired superintendent Larry Taylor, he mentioned, he said, you know, kids are the same. And they're the same. They, they, they come into the world knowing nothing. They know what adults teach them. <laughs> and if they. Well, you know, and that's, you know, I've, I've made a career change. I, you know, I'm trying to put my kids through school. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a blue collar yeah. guy. Uh, I don't, I, I don't care if anybody remembers me for anything, but I'm doing everything I can to get my kids yeah. through college. Well, I retire so I can draw a teacher retirement. And I'm working at Walmart. And you know, you know what the difference is between Walmart and teaching high school? There's, there's nothing. I can tell you what those, what those people I worked with were when they were in high school. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and it's not the kids. It's the parents. I mean, we've got to hold kids accountable, and, and kids will be great. Right. But we're getting to a society now that, that, you know, people just don't want to work. You know, they don't want to put the effort into it. That's a shame because all the kids deserve that. They deserve to be held accountable, and they deserve a chance to be successful. But when you don't hold them accountable, they're not going to be successful. Well, you know, I graduated in, in 04, and I can remember when I got to high school, in my mind, it was embarrassing if, if my parents came up, you know. It, oh, yes. No, no. now it's, it's an expectation with some of them because the parents come up so much that, you know, you know they don't think they have to be accountable because, you know, mama's going to take care of them. And that's, you know, that was the reason, you know, I, I've had enough of education. <laughs> It's, 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 it's getting rough. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, like I said, there's things I miss, but that part of it, I don't. Miss. Yeah. You know, since, um, since I'm still in education, I won't comment too much on a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> you throw it out there that to me, high school is that point in time where your kid has to start growing up and, you know, they're, they're going to have bosses soon in the near future. And if you don't let them try to learn to be accountable with working with adults and meeting the expectations of adults and, you know, people that come up every time that their kid has a, a situation in, in some of those places, then what are you going to do when they have a job? Well, I, I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to wind up getting fired from that job and they're, cause they're going to miss, you know, they're going to call in, uh, you know, four times in four weeks, and, you know, they're not going to be accountable because they don't know how to be accountable. Right. Mama's always got them out of the jam. But, you know, when you go to the real world, you, mama can't get them out of the jam. And so that's why we're in the shape we're in now. Oh, boy, this all got depressing quick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. It got to, I'm sorry, it did get depressing you know, quick. Uh, having having – uh, been the principal there with Kagan um, working there in Menard and, and we got to, I guess we played y'all one year over there in Irene and boy, you talk about depressing. That was a rough night, but y'all sure were good to us uh, there in, in that game in Irene. Coach Wilhelm, that was before Kagan was coaching there uh, under Coach Wilhelm, but Coach Wilhelm had a very young team and I don't remember what it oh, was, yeah. but it was brutal and uh, y'all could not have been better in the way that that y'all handled, uh, you know, our growing year. And the next year, of course, uh, we've got Kagan on the staff, and and uh, I don't know if he if he stole your playbook over the summer. No, just kidding. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we have a, a great game over there, and and I, I mean that's still uh, one of the best games, and I, I know. You, you probably, of course, it's probably not the, one of the best games in your mind, but 
for uh, us over there in Menard, that was just a great night. And uh, even for y'all over there, y'all experienced an injury, I think, in the first quarter. And your son takes over as quarterback, your younger son, Cam. And, man, he did a great job. <laughs> you know, that's uh, – uh, yeah, that's, that's hard to put that one out of my mind. You know, that to me – and yeah, I mean, Menard played great. Y'all did a great job. Uh, on my side, it's, that's going to be the mystery of life. You know, we, uh, you know, you go back and watch it. Be honest, with you, on offense, we scored three times in eight plays, and then we don't do anything the rest of the night. And we just y'all just took over and just handed it to us. So I mean, no, your kids did a good job of uh, of staying in there, not getting down when we took off, and then just hammering us. And that game, I'll be honest with you. I have no answers. <laughs> if I had an answer, we'd won the game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, sometimes it, it goes that way. I mean, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in any sport that you do, and, and uh, you know, you guys you guys always played uh, in the years that I watched y'all out in Ozona, of course, and then on to Menard, just Iran was always a great group to watch, whether it was uh, – there was a year in there somewhere where I want to say – you know, for Iran, it was it was a very it was a serious building year or rebuilding year rather. Um, I'm looking here on my on my notes, and it may have been Kagan Senior. Was that 2012? <laughs> yes, it, Noel. Yeah, yeah, it was. He graduated 13, so it's his senior. Yeah, I think we were six and six. That was March. Yeah. Year. So actually, and and I'm thinking too about 2011 Ozona. I think they were two and eight, and and we yep. played a really close game with y'all that year, and y'all were uh, nine and three, I believe, in that season. And it's just, uh, you know, the year that y'all were six and six, though, as well, if I recall, it was still a great game against Ozone. It wasn't like it was such a oh, yeah. huge drop in the quality of what y'all were putting out there. Y'all just always competitive. Well, we just, uh, I mean, there were some years that we did struggle. Uh, I was trying to think. Uh... And it may have been uh, 11, maybe, that uh, I think Ozona may have beat us. It was, it was falling a year that uh, I think Iran may have put up 70 on. But then y'all come back the next year and beat them. But, like, we just uh, – we were a little dysfunctional mm-hmm. at the time. And sometimes that happens. But, uh, yeah, the next year, you know, when, when Mark comes in and we're 6-6 six and six – and, Trying to, oh, I'm, I may get you and Reagan County mixed up. Ozona and Reagan County. But, yeah, there was some weird things happening, and we we weren't very good. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, not to brag on my son, but on the defensive side, I'm taking him and moving him to where I think you're going to run. And I did that with everybody. And then we're doing the same thing with some secondary people, trying to float them around to where we're – trying to match up there. But, yeah, I mean, it was uh, that we wound up getting better and doing some good things and scared Albany in the – I think in the second round for a while. They wound up taking over. But it was uh, – yeah, I mean, it's 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 kids. You know, you just got to – you got to try to put them in a, in a position to have success. And, uh, and, and sooner or later, you got to turn them loose. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What, so – 
one one other big highlight I want to make sure that I get in here is, you know, and I know y'all don't win this game either. I hate to talk about so many games that I know about that y'all didn't win when there are so many games that y'all did win. Because, <laughs> uh, but, you know, getting to play at AT&T Stadium there, correct, for the state championship? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a, that was an experience. That was, it was and, a good and who is it that you guys lose to in that one? Uh, Bremont. Bremont. We lost to Bremont that that year. They 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 you know that was uh, uh they beat us and that was the third time in a row they'd won it. Uh, you know the things I remember about that is we pull in the night before. Uh, we stop in Lido, work out in their place, get back on the bus, we go eat, get back on the bus, we're going to the hotel. And we're going to drive them by AT&T, the six-man games we're playing at the time, so it's all lit up with the street that runs by it. We get on that street, and we get right there at AT&T, and I thought the bus was going to tip over. Every kid on the bus is on that side of the bus, and they're just staring. That was one of the neatest things that uh, that I've been around was uh, the excitement of just being there. And then uh, I'll be honest with you, we get to the hotel, get them bedded down. We've got the early game. I think it started at 10. So we're up at 6 probably. Uh, got the kids up, feeding them at the – stayed right there across from it. But, uh, you know, that was my first time also being at AT&T. The first night wasn't that big a deal. But when we pull up and they take us and the bus goes down underneath – that that was pretty neat, you know. There's a whole city under that place. I never knew it existed. Wow. So that was a neat deal, you know. Locker rooms were cool. Walking out there, you know, we're we're from Iran. We don't have a clue how to get around anything. So we're walking in the garage doors that are closed, trying to get the field and asking people how to get out there. And somebody finally helps us, but going the wrong way. But kids uh, get to spend a little time out there for the game, kind of get used to it. I mean, it was it was a neat deal. That was a nice place, uh, very well taken care of. Uh, no regrets there either. You know, we did the best that we could do. Uh, we were really good that year. We were really good up front. Uh, and we finally met somebody that was just as good as us up front. And then Skill Kids was pretty even until you hmm. get to the dude. And I, I, I was yeah, refreshing that time. game on Max Preps, and I kept seeing that dude's name, <laughs> you know, pop up on the. Yeah, he was, yeah I mean, yeah, he's, he's both sides of the ball. And, you know, uh, Rashad was uh, – talked to him just a minute after the game. One of the nicest kids in those situations. He, you know, he deserves everything he got. He was very humble. He was such a nice kid, and that was so refreshing. And I mean, I wish him all the success, and he is a player. He, you know, we had a hard time with him. But, he, you know, he is. He's a great athlete, a great football player, and he deserved everything yeah. he got. The tragedy that happens, that was the year you guys played for the state championship, correct? And, yes, sir. It was. It was in the quarter. So, you know, again, and, and Bringing that up, I mean, I'll let you say whatever you want to say about it or whatever you don't, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, I can totally cut this part out. But, you know, what uh, what was because uh, you still got two more games there of the season and you've got this terrible tragedy that takes place in Iran. And I know the way that everybody came together around y'all to show support for y'all. 
and I'm sure everybody in the community was as united as could be, but how hard was it to continue pushing through that when, you know, in those small towns, I mean, everybody's family. You know, we, we played Monday and we get down early in the quarters and come back and win, win pretty good. And then we're sitting at a restaurant and wide banner comes up, says, coaches, y'all might want to look at your phone or something. The cheerleaders have been in a wreck. And, uh, you know, my daughter's been a cheerleader since she was in junior high. And so, you know, flags are going off. You know, we can't get hold of anybody. Nobody knows anything. Like I said, this is at the restaurant. We're there for a while. Uh, Bad deal. Uh, Miss Pope lost her life in that collision. Miss Garlock is still going through surgeries, you know, trying to get her right. Cheerleaders were injured. Um, they, they, they all survived. You know, it, it's a weird deal. It's such a blessing to me. Like I said, Corby, my daughter, had been a cheerleader from seventh grade to mm-hmm. her senior year. And the only time she's not been on the bus, she had gotten sick on the way up there, threw up on the bus on the way up there, and went home with her mother that night. Wow. And I don't know how you explain that. You know? So that's been a surreal deal for us. Uh, yeah. You know, that year, not only did we lose uh, Miss Pope, who was a sponsor in that collision, uh, after we played in the finals, one of my best friends, Coach Rogers, had, uh, he was going in right before Christmas, I believe, for a shoulder surgery. And has it, and uh, he gets home, and he winds up having a blood clot. He passed away not long after that. So not not only did we lose Miss Rogers, I mean, excuse Miss Pope, we lost Coach Rogers also. So that was that was a really really tough, you know, as far as people I was close to. Miss Pope was a great lady. Fred lived next door to me. We were really close, really good friends. Uh, so, yeah, it was a rough year. It was a rough year, but it was uh, also a very rewarding year. You know, those kids persevered. Uh, we mourned. Uh, they stayed focused. They did what they had to do to get through that. And, uh, you know, the going to Abilene and playing there, you know, we, that happens. And we have to go to Abilene. We have to play well. Mm-hmm. Coach Williams, I went to school with Coach Williams. We're good friends. He does a great job. He's he's got some freaks, and they're great. They do a great job. I mean, we just wind up. It was it was a neat deal. You know, all the people, all the support that we got there. I still got videos on my phone of the towns we go through, and uh, kids are lined up on the streets. Parents or communities are lined up on the streets. You know, waving at us, doing a doing a chop, and. Uh, you know, we get there and uh, shot will on. We're the home team. The home team, the home side is is, is filled with uh, cheerleaders and mascots from other schools. It was uh, it was deafening. You couldn't hear anything. But just that that's one thing I will never forget is uh, the game against Wellington, just looking up in the crowd, 
with uh, all the support that we had and the trip up there. Uh, like I said, I've still got videos of going through those towns. It was one of the, one of the neatest things I've ever been through in my life, as well as one of the tra- most tragic I've been through. Yeah, wow. That is uh, the, the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. It's real. It was, it was, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You know. But that's just a tribute to the, the, the kind of kids we had. That was uh, it's just a great group of kids. You know, I, can't, I can't give them enough credit. You know, they're, uh, not only were they that talented, they're just that good at quality individuals. You know, we, we have no control over when uh, tragedies may occur in our life, and they're certainly going to occur in our life. And the, the way that you respond when those things happen and the way you carry on with, you know, all that time that you guys have put into the season, getting ready and, and trying to get to the big game and, and all of that. I mean, a lot of the time stuff like that happens around you and it's so easy to lose focus. And I would think that this is one of those uh, instances where the game of football really did uh, what a lot of people will talk about. And that is teach kids life lessons. You know, but it did. You know, it was like I said, it was rough. That I remember, uh, we practiced one one day that week at like we started practicing at six, maybe. I mean, that that was when we had Miss Post Mm -hmm. Memorial, and we allowed them time to go to the memorial and to go to the service. And like like I said, they nobody missed. I mean, they were they were they paid respect, and they also took care of their business. But like I said, that group was uh, – that was as driven a group as I've been around. And I'll be honest with you, before the year started, I don't think there was much doubt in, in our town what was going to happen. We knew where we were going to go. Uh, you know, Fremont was always – in the back of our mind, but like we're playing in the fourth week of the year, we're over at uh, Sonora and Fremont's in the stands. You know, they knew what was going to happen. So, I mean, it just kind of, you know, worked out like we thought it was going to work out. We wish it worked out a little bit better, but you know, it was a very neat experience. Anything else you want to add from, you know, any notable players that, that you might've coached over the years that were great leaders for you or, you know, I mean, it could be on a, on a, one and nine team or a nine and one team or anything along those lines. Uh, this is, um, I usually, I, I think I usually do a better job of, um, you know, letting the coach know, Hey, send some shout outs to some of your players. But if you would, if you would like to do that, I don't think I mentioned when we talked earlier, but I should have. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I've mentioned yeah. a few of them, you know, it's, uh, you know, those kids in white face, they were, they were great kids. You know, I, I remember a lot of them. Uh, you know, I'm not very good with the social media stuff. I'm not like our president. I don't, I don't have any of those accounts. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. do that stuff. You know, and I've lost touch with some, but, you know, I, I think of those kids that I've coached through the years, you know, throughout the year. You know, I, you know, I, I probably need to do a better job of, of keeping up with people. I'm, that's just not yeah. me. I hope nobody takes offense to that. I'm just, I'm not that sentimental, but I do remember those guys. I think yeah. of, you know, uh, 
and without, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by leaving anybody sure. out. But you know, I, I've mentioned some throughout. You know, there as a group, I I have no bad experiences with guys, any of those people mm-hmm. I've coached. You know, they're they're all special to me. They all did great things. You know, they, they might not be recognized for it, but uh, they're all above average to yeah. me. You know, so you know, that's that's that. I'm just going to leave it at that because there's a lot of my love and uh, and I I wish the best of. Yes, sir. Well, I sure appreciate you uh, coming on. And, and uh, again, if, if there's not anything else you'd like to talk about or visit about from your career, I will let you have the rest of your Sunday and can't say thanks enough. Eric, you know, I, I thank you because it, it was good to reminisce about some of that stuff. Uh, like I said, I think about these kids quite often, but to go through it like we went through it, I appreciate you, and I appreciate what you're doing. And I just you bet. I'm I'm really enjoying it. You know, I've I've sat down with uh, uh, the other day with Coach Ron Mills, who was at Bay City in in 1983 when they won a state championship, and he retired 25 years ago now, a little over 25, I believe. And and you know, all the way from you know someone that that was doing it that long ago, uh, you know, like him or Mike Williamson, all the way up into someone like uh, Kagan. There's so much out there, so much from our experiences in this business that if shared, they have the, the opportunity to positively impact other teachers and coaches, administrators. And, and like with Mr. Taylor, uh, Larry Taylor and I, the retired superintendent that I've visited with a couple of times already, school board members and superintendents, so much opportunity from them to benefit from some of these conversations. Uh, as you know, we go to a lot of professional development over the course of our career that's not necessarily always uh, a learning experience. <laughs> oh, dear, you got that right. That, yeah, I don't miss any of that. <laughs> and that that's for me, I, I, that's, we're living in an era with technology available that makes something like this possible. And, I, you know, that's been what I've been trying to do is line up people that I know um, have experiences that can be of a benefit to educators out there. Maybe they can put these uh, in their ear pods next year during professional development. And maybe they actually will spend the time getting better um, by considering, you know, experiences of, of uh, many people's careers. So just a thought. Right. <laughs> well, no, that's a neat deal. I appreciate yes, it. I, I hope your kids uh, enjoy this as well. And, and your wife and, um, I think you said quite a bit about what they meant to you during this, but I give you an opportunity if you'd like to say anything else, you know, about just how much, how important they were to your career. Well, that was one of my greatest joys was watching them compete. Uh, you know, it all comes to an end at some time and it ended for them. Like I said, uh, I have no regrets for what we were able to afford them as far as playing and competing. And, uh, the twins are in college now. They're having a blast. I don't get to see them very much because they're having more fun than they're going to have with mom and dad. But Caden does have a daughter, so I've got yeah. a granddaughter, and I get pictures of the day. So, yes, sir, are your twins at the same college? Yes, they, they both okay, go to Midwest. Good deal. Well, outstanding, Coach. Well, thank you so much again. And well, Eric, thank you, and I, I appreciate it, and I enjoyed it. Yes, Good sir. luck to we you. We appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening here, and thanks for joining us on the Tail Lights Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks again for listening, and please remember, if you could, to go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Until next time.